And welcome in the Sports Takes with Jake Yesy podcast edition coming to you from quarantine as I am taking on COVID-19 here. Um, excited to be joined virtually by Christian Smith. How you doing tonight, buddy? Good, Jake. Thank you for having me. I, I hope you're feeling better. Um, and uh, we are all thinking of and praying for you, my friend. Oh, thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. And we were glad. I'm glad that we're able to do this through the podcast, at least. You know, yes. it's, it's always nice to have a show. Yes, yeah, so we've got a short little show tonight since I'm kind of tired here, but we're going to get to it here. So, NFL, Deshaun Watson, where will he go? Chicago, New Orleans, Las Vegas, Dallas, thoughts? Well, you know. It, it, it just baffles me that, you know, he still doesn't have a destination here. You know, week after week, we're going over this and, you know, discussing where he's going to go. I, I still feel like New Orleans is, is, a, is a, um, a favorite to land him um, if Drew Brees retires. Um, of course, if he's back another year at age 42 or 43, I believe. Well, no, probably 42. I think he's 41 now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be uh, – it wouldn't make sense for him to go there, of course, if Brees returns. Um, but – uh. You know, I, I, they, they, they're still my favorite. Um, but uh, are, are the Jets still on there? I still think the Jets still have a realistic chance of landing them. Well, we're we're talking about uh, Russell Wilson here, partner. Oh, I thought you said Deshaun Watson. Oh, I'm maybe, sorry. Oh, maybe I did. Well, if I said Deshaun Watson, then yes, I'm almost sure you did, but it's okay. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm a little, a little out of it here, but uh, yeah. So, um. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson, yes. I would say, um, sorry, I have here Denver, New York Jets, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, or Miami. I, I still say, as of right now, New York Jets because of their draft capital. And I think, you know, they can give up Sam Darnold, a couple other guys. Um, I still think Deshaun Watson wants to go to New York City, get that, you know, we all know the fame that Eli Manning has up there. There's two Super Bowl wins. If Deshaun Watson wins a Super Bowl up there, he'll be a legend forever. Their first yes. Super Bowl since Super Bowl three. Yes. Um, but anyway, referring to Russell Wilson, um, sorry if I made that mistake earlier. Um, I saw a couple of reports that are kind of interesting. Um, an NFL insider or scout or somebody said that Wilson to, to the Dallas Cowboys is, quote, laughable. So I guess the Dallas equation might be out. And then uh, Russell Wilson to Chicago. I saw a report that Russell Wilson would, quote, happily accept to go to Chicago. What do you think of that? I'm sorry, you broke up there. What was your question again? It's Russell Wilson to Chicago. He said he would, quote, happily accept. What do you think of that? Wow, Russell Wilson to Chicago. Um, yeah, uh, this is this is very interesting. Um, I still don't see him leaving Seattle, but the talks of him actually being traded are starting to heat up quite a bit, partner, right? They are, you know? yeah, they are. And uh, Chicago, yeah, they make a ton of sense. I mean, they have a lot of talent on that roster, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um and, of course, they've got some weapons on offense as well, led by Allen Robinson, assuming he's back next year. Um, so, yeah, uh, they're, they're certainly just a quarterback away from being a contender. And Russell Wilson, I'm sure, only wants to go to a contender. Um, and I think Chicago makes a ton of sense. And, you know, I think 
that'd be a win-win for Chicago. You know, they haven't really had their man at quarterback or their guy, I should say, as Mitchell Trubisky never really panned out out of North Carolina. Um, and of course, Nick Foles, you know, he's not really the answer either. So, yeah, I, I certainly like that. That I certainly like what Russell Wilson going to Chicago if he does end up going there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think out of the four teams, Chicago right now is definitely the favorite to land Wilson if he see this is what doesn't make sense, partner. He Russell Wilson saying he wants to stay in Seattle, but if he were to be traded, this these are the four teams he'd want to go to. It doesn't really sound like he wants to stay in Seattle if he's releasing teams that he would want to be traded to. Doesn't that seem a bit of a contradictory statement there? Yeah, um, I, I think there's more to the story than we know, partner. Um, perhaps him and Pete Carroll are having a, having some issues, uh, you know, because I just can't, I just can't fathom that he, why he wants to be traded or why there's even talks of this going on. I mean, here's a guy that wins every year in Seattle. You know, he, he won them a Super Bowl. He brought them back the next year. And, of course, we know what happened. We, we all know what happened with that game. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really understand the whole back and forth. It's very confusing to me, for sure. Well, I mean, a part of the, you know, there's another layer to that story that you talk about. And, and you know, I saw back in November they were having an offensive meeting, like, you know, the offensive coordinator, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, a few other people. And Russell Wilson, quote, stormed out of the meeting. Now, from what I saw, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson were on good terms afterwards, but it's just very hard to believe that a guy like Russell Wilson would act like that. So, yeah. Very interesting. And also, quickly, before we get to the other stuff I want to get to, J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals. We did not think – now – there was rumors because DeAndre Hopkins did say he wanted to reunite with JJ Watt. So I think we did talk about that briefly one time, but yeah. we were not expecting that to happen though. What would you think? No, and to think I was the one that informed you that Tennessee, Green Bay, and Buffalo were the three teams that were that that were um the the final teams that were in the mix there. Yeah. Um you know, the finalists for the J.J. Watt sweepstakes. Um, and, we, you know, we both we both thought, thought that those three teams made it. Well, besides Tennessee, we were shocked with Tennessee. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised with Arizona now. Um, I thought it was interesting when we did talk about that a week or two ago. Uh, I feel like it's forever that we're talking about him already. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we talked about how DeAndre Hopkins came out and said that he wants J.J. Watt to come there and he can finish what they started. Um, in Arizona, you know, of course they played together in Houston. Um, but yeah, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I, I think Arizona, uh, I think they have a lot of talent there. I think they're still, uh, they're still uh, a few years away from being a Super Bowl contender. I, you know, the idea is I think for JJ Watt to go to a Super Bowl contender. I mean, now that he's getting a little bit older. He's, you know, he's up there. He's been around a while. You know, he, he, he hasn't really won much in Houston. He wants to play for a winner. Um, and now he goes to Arizona. Uh, you know, but hey, I mean, it, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how much better Arizona is now with him on their team. Of course, you know they'll they'll be better, but you know, can they compete for that NFC West? I I think they I think they'll give Seattle a run for their money. To to be honest with you, partner. 
Yeah, I think it's a very interesting move um, for the reasons you stated. Um, you know, the teams we thought, you know, Green Bay, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, you know, Cleveland, teams like that, um, Buffalo, those are all teams that are, you know, have a very reasonable chance to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's very interesting to me on, oh, maybe I would say on the back nine of his career, you know, that he would go to a team like Arizona. Now I, I get they're, you know, kind of an up and coming team, but they are a couple pieces away from actually being a legit Super Bowl contender. Um, you know, I, I think of Arizona as a, a playoff team. I don't think of them as a, a Super Bowl team at all. Um, and JJ Watt is not going to make them a Super Bowl team. Um, they're definitely going to need better production from that defense and Kyler Murray to be anywhere close to the Super Bowl conversation. And plus, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is just a joke. Yeah, he, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, he's terrible. He's 35, Thirty-five and forty. And forty and tech partner. And then he gets hired in the NFL. I, I don't. That that still doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I guess a young offensive mind, as we always talk about, I guess prevailed in that one. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it. I mean, the only other thing I could think of as partner is that you know, hey, Arizona, very nice weather. You can play a lot of nice golf courses down there. Maybe that. Maybe want to move to Arizona. I don't know, but I mean, as far as football goes, kind of a puzzling move. I'd put it like that, puzzling, to say the least. Yes, for sure. So now we get to our Flyers, who are currently down three-one after two periods of play in Pittsburgh. Um. They are, however, winners of three straight. They beat the New York New York Rangers 4-3 in a shootout. And then they got two straight 3-0 wins over Buffalo on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Giroux had three assists in that first game back when they played the New York Rangers. And Couturier had game-winning goals in back-to-back games over the Buffalo Sabres. So, partner, what do we think of this game tonight? The two games coming up against Pittsburgh, and then they are tra- they are hosting the Capitals at home. What do we think of those next four? Yeah, well, they're playing very well. Um, they're currently trailing the Penguins right now, three-one. Um, you know, these are some big games here for the Flyers. Of course, now we're in the March, and you know the playoff talk is really starting to heat up. Um, it's nice to see them, you know, coming back here, getting some wins after, uh, of course, they we're dealing with some COVID issues. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think they're playing very well. Um, I, I hope they can come back tonight, get a win against Pittsburgh here. But, uh, you know, it's not looking too, too promising. Um, but, yeah, of course, you know, Drew's playing very well for, well for them, like you said. Uh, that's great to see. Um, you know, him playing well is – is essential for the Flyers to to make a run here, you know, as this late in the season. So, you know, it's great to see that they're playing better again, and, and, and hopefully they can keep it up here as, uh, you know, the season comes to a close pretty soon in, in the coming weeks. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think it's really nice wins here after a couple of tough losses, you know, getting everybody back from now finally from the protocol. Um, you know, they're on the power play right now. Hopefully they can do something, but – um, but yeah, I think three games against Pittsburgh um, going to be very big. I think you know Pittsburgh is right with us. I think a little behind us, but they're still right there as always in the playoff hunt. 
Um, I mean, the thing, the seasons, the season only goes to May 10th, and yeah. you know they're only they're only 18 games in here. So you know that's why I say that, like, okay, within the next couple, you know, the next few weeks, because there really is only eight weeks left when you think about it. Yeah, not not very long, and and they have a lot of games to play in such a short amount of time here. So can they keep it going? It'll be it'll be interesting to see, partner. Yeah, um, I think you know, I obviously I don't think they're going to win this game today um, or tonight, but. Um, I'd say I'm gonna say they win the next two, and then I think they're gonna lose to Washington. I think Washington uh, will beat us. I agree. Yes. Um, but I think I think they avenge this loss tonight, and they win the next two in Pittsburgh. They actually, uh, if you knew this partner coming in tonight, they have a 14 and four record all time in this new Pittsburgh arena. Oh, so they've done very well out there. I did not know that. I know they were playing better against Pittsburgh these last two years. Um, that, that that's just on the road though. At home, I, I think at home I, in, in Philly, Pittsburgh has a, a decided edge over Philadelphia. It's kind of weird. Yeah, um, it's nice to see they're actually getting wins against them. I mean, when Pittsburgh was was really good there for a while, of course they won the two straight Stanley Cups. Um, you know, the Flyers just couldn't touch them. No. I mean, no, yeah, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh, is Pittsburgh eight hour lunch every single time he went to war with them. Yeah, pretty much. So now we'll now we'll move on to our Sixers or my Sixers. Um, very nice win over Dallas on, I believe it was either Tuesday or Thursday night. They one eleven ninety seven win over Dallas. Very nice win there. Um, and a very weird, strange loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday night one twelve one oh nine in overtime. But then uh, yesterday they came back with a very decisive 130 to 114 win over Indiana, who I thought Indiana I thought Indiana was going to win that game. Um, and we have the best team in the league, the Utah Jazz, coming in tomorrow uh, to Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I think Utah is going to win that game. Um, they're just I think better than us right now. Uh, Utah will win that one. And then we go to the Lakers. Uh, Utah, again, they beat the Lakers 114-89, decisive loss there for the Lake Show. But then they beat Portland 102-93. Then they destroyed Golden State on Sunday night, 117-91. Partner, what is your prediction? They have Phoenix tonight at Staples Center and then – they travel to Sacramento before the All Star break this weekend. Yeah, I think I think we beat Phoenix tonight. I think it's going to be a close one. Of course, you know we're coming off that big win against Golden State. Um, it was nice for them to get that big win there. You know, it was a surprising one. You know, I, I know you, you you told me how you were shocked, and I totally was too. I mean, this team again still still dealing with the uh, Anthony Davis injury, um, which you know greatly affects them. Um, but yeah, I think they get the two wins here before the break, um, and kind of get kind of get themselves back on track here before Anthony Davis's return, which is a, uh, I believe, only a week or two away here. Um, so yeah, the twenty-four and eleven Lakers here. I think they make that twenty-six and eleven, and they go into the break feeling pretty good about themselves being second in the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good position there, considering the injuries. Go to the PGA Tour. Colin Morikawa, the American sensation, the young phenom, wins by three at the WGC World Golf Championship Workday Championship at the Concession in Florida. 
He tops Billy Horschel, Brooks Kepka, and Victor Hovland, who all tied for second. We all know Brooks Kepka, the four-time major winner. And in the opposite field event in Puerto Rico, Brendan Grace picks up his first win since 2016. Um, unfortunately, his father passed away due to COVID-19 last month, but he picks up a win at the Puerto Rico Open. Um, NCAA tournament news. This is interesting. I want to get your take on this quickly, partner. The NCAA committee came out the other day and said there will be no replacement teams for the tournament despite if a team goes down with COVID. That could be a very interesting partner. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? the right call to be honest with you um you know I, I i you know there's only a certain amount of teams that deserve to make it um and you know re- re- replacement teams just don't make a ton of sense um and then they have a buy then right if if a team can't play yeah I, I guess yeah but... i know you were saying that too um well yeah i mean I, I think there's just really no other approach to take to this um you know, with this whole COVID nineteen thing and what it's done to sports and any anything really, uh, you know, there's no winning here. Um, you know, this was the best thing I think the the NCAA could come up with. I like the move. Um, you know, there's no reason to have any any replacement teams. Uh, and you know, you do what you can and hope hope that everybody stays healthy. Which you know, it's it's asking for a lot. It's a long shot that everybody stays healthy and well. You know, because you know these teams have been dealing with issues. You know. Throughout the past the past few months here, and you know, since this thing began, you know, last year, um, so yeah, it's just it is what it is, and uh, I think the NCAA did a nice job handling this one. Yeah, I agree. I think we should just be grateful there's even a tournament at all. You know, we didn't yeah. even have one last year, so I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, things are gonna happen. You know, this COVID nineteen is very unpredictable. You know, if teams get buys or whatever, it just is what it is. You know, that's just how it is. We should be just grateful there's even a tournament this year. So, um, you know, I'm sure it will be as good as it can be. Um, and we'll just have to deal with it. Um, and speaking of college basketball, Villanova, um, and I did predict this correctly, Butler scores the upset win over Villanova by 12, 73-61. Um, Robinson Earl, uh, Justin Moore, Con Gillespie, all in double figures. I think Robinson Earl actually had a double double in this one. It didn't really matter. Um, let's get this, Christian. Villanova, two of 27 from three. That is, yes, 7% from the three the three point line. That is the worst in the J Wright era. Oh, my. 7% from three. That's not, not going to win you a whole lot of games. Nope. Um, so Butler scores the big win at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Um, I told you there was some magic out there. It always is. I think Villanova's now lost. I want to say it's either four or five of five of six. I think it's four or five now um, at Butler. So kind of have our number. Um, and they uh, Villanova now hosts Creighton tomorrow night. That's a really big game. Um, I'm going to say Villanova gets their revenge in this one. Villanova beats Creighton after Creighton beat them by 16 two or three weeks back out in Omaha. Um, I think Creighton, or I think Villanova wins by, I'll say eight points. I'll say 80 to 72. And then 
They um, traveled to the Dunkin' Donuts Center on Friday, on Saturday to play Providence on the road. Always a tough place to play. Um, actually, it might be on Providence campus. I don't think they're going to have a Dunkin' Donuts Center, but I don't know where they're going to have it, but um, due to not having any fans. But um, I, I say Villanova wins just because, again, if, if this were a true road game, I would probably pick Providence, but because of the no fans – uh, Villanova, I think, has the edge. We're just a better team than Providence. But I wouldn't be surprised if Providence wins, though, because they always seem to have that upset mentality. Um, switching to the Phillies here for a little bit, just quickly. And, um, and before you, before you uh, get this. Oh, yeah, part, you, you want to Kentucky. Yeah, these Kentucky Sorry, Hawks yeah. put off a very tough loss to, to the Florida Gators at home, 71-67. Ooh. Um, of course, after their game was postponed back on the 23rd against Texas A&M. But for all you Wildcat fans out there, I tell you all sincerely to just relax. It's going to be okay. Oh, he's pulling Aaron Rodgers on us here. We, we are okay, and we are going to to come back. We're going to beat Ole Miss. The game just started, actually. It's, it's over on ESPN, so hopefully you all can tune in. Um, they're going to get a win there. They're going to beat South Carolina to close out the, the um, regular season on March 6th. And uh, they'll be a uh, 10-14 partner, a very respectable, hard-fought 10-win <laughs> campaign uh, for Stop these it. Wildcats. Stop you know, it. We're, we're young partner. We're Stop young. it. Um, and uh, I think they go into the SEC tournament, you know, strong and, and ready to go and just ready to, ready to kick some butt. And I think that they uh, they win the SEC, of course, as I've been saying. And uh, we'll be right back in the NCAA tournament. We'll be the favorite to win it all, partner. Well, there's a lot to be said about that. But we'll, uh, for the time constraints, I will just keep it simple and just be, uh, no, that's not the case. Um, Ten wins for a blue blood program is just horrible. I don't care who you are. They need to figure it out there because they, this one and done stuff is not working. Pretty obvious, and uh, I mean, it, I mean, I would not. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they won the SEC tournament, just because you know if they get hot. Um, and and some of the teams that I kind of touted earlier in the the season are kind of falling off. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, but it would be kind of a travesty for the Kentucky to make the tournament. They don't deserve it this year. Um, now moving on to our Phillies. Um, an 0-2-1 start. Um, they lose to Detroit 10-2. They tied yesterday with the Baltimore Orioles. And then today, I mean, is this anything new? The bullpen – Bottom of the sixth inning blows it again, uh, and the managers decide to call it after six innings, a 4-2 defeat to the Toronto Blue Jays. What do we think so far, partner? Yeah, um, well, it's only spring training, but it's, uh, like you said, a lot of the same issues with the bullpen. Um, you know, it's already starting here in the spring, and I, I understand it's only spring, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of starters that aren't really playing as much here. Um, but uh, it's still, I think, very alarming and concerning. You know, 
that, you know, they, 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 they're not figuring out this bullpen yet. They haven't figured it out. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully they can, they can pull it together here. Um, oh, two and one, not a great start. And, you know, I'm going to say this now, I'm going to say it again, uh, you know, spring training, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, how many wins you get, but, you know, I'm here to say that, uh, you know, spring training is what sets the tone for the regular season. Um, you know, if you have a solid spring, you win some games, you get some momentum going on your side, then, you know, you're, you're, you're better off, you know, you start the regular season strong, you know, you have that feel good mentality in you. Um, and, uh, you know, the Phillies got to start pulling some wins together here or, or else, you know, I'm not going to like their chances going into April and getting some wins against, uh, you know, some very tough teams they have there in their own division to start out the year. So hopefully they can figure things out with the bullpen sooner rather than later. Yeah, very well said. Um, I agree. And in NASCAR, William Byron, another surprise winner in the NASCAR season. Earns his second career victory at the Dixie Vodka 400 at Homestead Miami Speedway. A dominant win for William Byron over the field there. So that about wraps it up here for our, well, show six. Uh, Thank everybody for listening, and thank you to Christian Smith for coming on tonight. Thank you for having me, Jacob. Hope you feel better soon. Yes, thank you, buddy. And uh, have a good night, everybody. God bless. Stay safe.